Hi there, and welcome to the Oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 44, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with Kevin Godby, founder of PipesMagazine.com. I think you'll find this to be a very interesting peek behind the scenes of a guy who is truly excited about the various ways a pipe smoker can be entertained and catered to through digital media. This podcast made possible by PipesAndCigars.com. I am really enjoying the Namaste tobacco I found over at PipesAndCigars.com. It's really good stuff. Variety, great variety, great service. Whatever you're looking for, new pipes, estate pipes, fine tobacco, lighter, cigars, you're going to find it over at PipesAndCigars.com. Even my own line of monstrosity pipes. Go over to Pipes and Cigars and do a search for Ole. You'll find them right there. At the time of this recording... There is a single pipe left from the Beastie series, the ones with hand-carved mammoth ivory for teeth and a single glass eye. Only three from the Demon series left over there. Remember, those are ones made from wood that was abandoned back in the 60s. Really good smokers. And three from the Cobb Unculus series. Those are the ones with lynx bones from Alaska. Grab them while you can. The following podcast was recorded on January 23rd, 2013. Sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. And on the line with me today, I've got Mr. Kevin Godby with PipesMagazine.com. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, Oli. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I think this is my first interview ever, so I'm really psyched about it. Excellent. Kevin, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, how you got started into uh, smoking pipes and stuff like that. Yeah, well, uh, I'm originally from New Jersey, uh, but I've lived in Florida for the last uh, 17 years, uh, currently in downtown St. Petersburg, uh, which is just across the bay uh, from Tampa. Uh, and, you know, edu- education-wise, uh, I switched studies in college three times. Uh, first was music, then computer programming, and then finally marketing. And that led me to, uh, you know, for the first 15 years of my career, uh, was spent in sales and marketing uh, in the hobby business and in the uh, specialty and educational toys. And I've worked in the Internet uh, business, Internet-based businesses for the past 10 years. As far as uh, pipe smoking goes, I smoked my first pipe in 1998, so 15 years ago. And I actually owe that in part to Tad Gage. You know, some people uh, in the hobby probably know Tad. He's a collector of barlings and Sheraton pipes. Uh, he's also a tobacco reviewer for uh, P&T Magazine. Uh, what some people might not know is that uh, Tad also wrote the book, uh, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Cigars. And in 1998, at first, I started smoking cigars. I bought Tad's book to learn more about cigars, and there happened to be a chapter on pipes, basically saying, hey, if you like cigars, you should try pipes too, and here's everything you need to know to get started. Um, and so, so I kind of owe it to Tad Gage that I'm a pipe smoker now, and I actually enjoy pipes uh, even more than cigars. Wow, that's interesting. I, I did not realize that Tad had that book out. Um, I'm going to have to check that out and, and chat him up about that. But uh, how cool yeah. that, that you started out you know, wanting to learn more about cigars, and then you know, through, through Tad's book, uh, basically found pipes that way. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And the one thing you got to keep in mind, though, is uh, that was, you know, that was 15 years ago I bought that book. That was the first edition. Unfortunately, I think it's Penguin is the publisher. They decided to remove the chapter on pipes in, in the current editions of the book. So you'd have to find an old one if you want to see that chapter on pipes. No kidding. Interesting. 
So uh, once you started smoking a pipe, tell me what that was like, what your first pipe was, and uh, all that good stuff. Oh, I think I, I probably had some of the typical experiences that a lot of, uh, you know, beginner pipe smokers have, you know, like burning the heck out of my tongue, uh, buying, you know, drugstore aromatic tobaccos that, you know, burned hot, smelled great when you opened the pouch and didn't taste anything like what they smelled like. Uh, and I was wondering, like, okay, what's the deal here? <laughs> um, you know, but then eventually, but I, but I stuck, you know, I, I stayed with it. Uh, even after, you know, burning my tongue many times over. And, and after a while, I kind of, I, I finally just by trial and error figured out, uh, you know, how to actually really enjoy smoking a pipe. And um, how long into smoking pipes before you had the idea of PipesMagazine.com? Well, actually, well, I launched uh, PipesMagazine.com in early 2009. So I'd been smoking, you know, pipes for 11 years prior. Um, you know, so, it, you know, to me at the, at, you know, so I guess for the first 11 years of smoking a pipe, uh, it was just, you know, something I enjoyed as a hobby, you know, leisure time, relaxing activity. Uh, and what happened is I actually had going back to cigars again, I actually, first I had a, an online cigar magazine and I got bought out and I had to sign a three year non-compete. I couldn't do anything related to the cigars for three years. And I happened to be uh, in the car with a friend of mine, a guy, Stan, uh, from Clearwater, Florida. And we were, ironically, we were heading to Ybor City to a cigar event. And I said, Stan, what am I going to do now that I have signed this non-compete? I can't do anything in cigars. What am I going to spend my time doing? And he said, well, Kev, you smoke pipes too, don't you? Why don't you do a pipe site? So I kind of owe that one to Stan. (laughs) That's great. Good idea, Stan. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, give me the basic structure and function of Pipes Magazine. Uh, well, the uh, you know it, it is a it's, it's definitely a, you know a business, and you know the the very basic you know general business model is to you know publish uh, publish information uh, you know that's of interest to a niche audience, and then you know sell advertising to businesses that want to reach those people. So basically, you know, uh, publishing free content that attracts. Uh, uh, at this point, a large audience, thank God, uh, and then you know have ad- advertisers that want to reach those people. You know, and what what's nice about the advertising on Pipes Magazine is since it's so targeted, you know, it's not annoying or as annoying as maybe other online advertising. You know, where they're trying to sell you car insurance, credit cards, or payday loans that you don't need. Um, you know, for every ad on Pipes Magazine, there's probably a 50/50 chance. Uh, that's that the reader is interested in what's being offered cause, because it's usually pipes uh, or tobacco or both, and the only reason anyone's on Pipes Magazine is because they're interested in pipes and tobacco. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so from day one until now, has Pipes Magazine changed in any major ways? Uh, you know, uh, we're we're just we're going on uh, our fourth year. And there's actually two main ways uh, that Pipes Magazine has evolved. You know, wh- one is, you know, overall, uh, the entire operation has become more professional and polished, uh, and the quality of the content uh, has greatly improved. Uh, you know, because in the early days, it was just me by myself. Uh, and I didn't know if it was going to fly, what was going to happen. So, you know, as, you know, the, the site has actually grown into a real business, you know, now we have, you know, professional expert writers, you know, like, uh Greg Pease, Russ Lett, uh, and several other people. Uh, and the, the other uh, thing that's changed 
is in the first couple of years, the forums on the site were kind of slow and quiet. Uh, today, they're a major traffic generator uh, and extremely busy. And as a matter of fact, I should do a shout out to our, we have three moderators, uh, Lawrence, uh, Jason, and Ben. And we need all three of them keeping an eye on, on the forums because they're just so busy and they, and they do a great job of it. Tell me about the NPR interview that I heard about and how did that come about? Yeah, actually, that, that's kind of a good story. Um, and it, it wasn't so much of, a, of me being interviewed uh, as me being the uh, expert on-air in-studio guest uh, for an entire one-hour NPR radio show, which was titled The Comeback of Pipe Smoking. And how it came about, uh, I guess it was a little bit luck. Uh, you know, what, what you need to know is that back in November of 2009, I did uh, an on-camera sit-down interview uh, with Michael Gladys. Uh, he happens to be an actor uh, that was on, he was on the first three seasons of uh, AMC TV's Mad Men. And his character uh, at the ad agency sm happened to smoke a pipe. And then I found out that he smokes a pipe in real life. And I scored an interview with him back in 2009, uh, which I think, I, think uh, I sent you the link to that. Yeah, I'll have that um, posted for the listeners, absolutely. So the tie-in with that is that Michael Gladys's sister happens to be the producer of the Colin McEnroe show, which is the NPR radio show. So she was asking her brother Michael to be on the show about pipe smoking because he smokes a pipe, and then he referred her to me, uh, you know, telling her that you know I probably have a better handle on uh, you know what's going on you know in the in the overall world of you know pipe smoking in the pipe market. Uh, and and actually there's you know, as far as the show, the show went great. Uh, it actually couldn't have gone any better. I mean, it was beyond my expectations. It, it, it went off really well. Uh, you know, so I, I won't tell you what happened on the show because people can, I sent you the link, people can listen to the show and hear for themselves. But I have an interesting background story that nobody knows about except a few people until now. Excellent. Uh, I sent out an, yeah, I sent out an email announcement a few days before the NPR show. Uh, and a circle of about 10 to maybe 10 to 12 uh, probably well-known uh, pipe collectors, sellers, and hobbyists got to talking about the situation in a long email chain uh, that I was not included on. You know, so they were kind of talking behind my back. But the email chain was later forwarded to me, and basically what they were saying in their discussion was uh, that they, they were afraid the NPR show was, was going to be an ambush, uh, that I didn't know what I was doing and that I would be made a fool of. Uh, and out of the 10 to 12 guys in this email chain, uh, only three stood up for me. So then after the NPR show turned out great, you know, the original three supportive guys congratulated me, and only two of the naysayers did so after you know, they found out that it wasn't an ambush and that it actually was a great show. Wow. So uh, I, just thought, I just thought that was kind of... Uh, I mean, it, it didn't. I, I wasn't uh, angry about it. I thought it was actually pretty interesting, uh, you know, that the, there would be so much fear about it. Um, and I'm really happy that uh, you know that they were incorrect too. Yeah, very good that that it didn't turn out that way. I, I'm sure that fear is is probably based a lot in. Uh, you know uh all of the stuff that we see and feel every day from from the general population and the lawmakers and whatnot 
you know it's it's hard to find a place to smoke anymore and uh with with all the craziness out there um i can certainly see how that would kind of uh pop up but man that's that's fantastic that it turned out in such a such a positive way and on a side note i you know um i i've been hearing some really good things um in the pipe world about uh the uptick in interest in pipe smoking and the uptick in business as well so um i think that between your interview and it going so well with npr and the other things that we're hearing in the in the uh in the pipe world as far as business and whatnot you know it sounds like we may be at least on somewhat of an incline as far as interest in pipes which is a fantastic thing uh yeah i uh i would say without a doubt at this point you know in the uh like i said i'm going on year 4 here uh in the first couple of years you know there was uh, we a lot of myself and other people that i talked to in the business uh thought that that was happening but we weren't really sure uh but you know since then you know there's there's been different types of uh you know studies and research done uh, that show that we, the past few years we actually have been seeing more new pipe smokers uh, come into the fold. So, yeah, definitely a good thing. What would you say to you is the most fascinating part about the site in your eyes? Well, you know, what continues to blow me away, you know, day after day, month after month, year after year, uh, is that Pipes Magazine is still growing. Uh, I mean, there's been several times, where, you know, it gets to a point where it's so big and, you know, I, I, I become convinced, okay, we found the plateau. This is it. It can't get any bigger. Uh, and then I'm proven wrong time and time again. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, let me, I'll, I'll frame it in a way that makes sense. Uh, you know, let, let's compare, uh, again, uh, between cigars and pipes. Uh, based on the number, this is based on a CDC uh, a research study, uh, based on the number of cigar smokers, versus pipe smokers in the U.S., the cigar market is six times the size of the pipe smoker market. There's six, six times as many cigar smokers as pipe smokers. And in the cigar publishing business, uh, you know, the 900-pound gorilla cigar aficionado magazine. You know, even, in, you know, if you're not a cigar smoker, you know, you may have heard of the, you know, cigar aficionado. They're just huge. Uh, their website gets an average of 5,000 unique visitors per day or 150,000 per month. Pipesmagazine.com gets more than double that. We're currently getting 11,000 unique visitors per, per day, which is just like phenomenal for such a small market niche. That's that's you incredible. Know, and and as as big as that is, I want to warn um, listeners right now because this podcast is going to be up for years and years and years to come. Um, the second Kevin says a number, that number is going to increase tomorrow and the next day <laughs> and the next day because I've had the same problem. People will come to me, especially in the early days, well, how many hits do you get? I'll say a number. I'll go home, and that number has changed. So the right. second you say a number, it's going to grow, and then later on people are going to look back and say, oh, well, you you said that you, you get this many hits. Well, the fact is that that's a moving target and it's it's for me and for you it's steadily climbing and it's not seeing any sort of plateau like you were saying so as as phenomenal as your numbers are 
I want to warn listeners or or folks out there who are contributing to ads that that's not the end. That keeps going up. And and that's always yeah. that's always the problem when you're talking about when you're talking to people about, you know, what is it worth? What is my ad worth? Well, guess what? This stuff, you know, it it increases all the time. So, right. you know. So at any rate, um, um I know in my early days, you know, when people were asking, "Hey, how many hits do you get?" It's 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 fine to give them a number, but you know, like I said, that stuff is always going up. So um, about about pipesmagazine.com, um, as far as the different sections, you have a section on there that that is unlike um, anything else out there in the pipe world that I that I'm aware of. Um, well, there's a there's a few other things that are kind of sort of heading out that way but anyway you've got a pipe babe section so you've got this section that is pipe babes girls smoking pipes tell me about how first of all how did this started like uh, i, I want to know the the pitch that you made to yourself or uh, the pitch that somebody made to you or how this thing came about and also tell me about the different reactions that you've gotten since it's been up yeah you know that's that's a great question too because i think i think this is uh uh an interesting story too. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, prior to starting Pipes Magazine, uh, I had a I had a similar site on the cigar side, you know, which I which I sold and then started Pipes Magazine. Uh, and for the for the same reason, the cigar site had cigar babes, Pipes Magazine has pipe babes. And the reason is, okay, looking at things from a from a business and marketing angle. Okay, first of all, the website is an online magazine. Okay, so in the publishing world, the overall general category we fall under is men's interest. And then that could be broken down into two more you know, uh, broad general categories being one, hobbies, and two, men's entertainment. You know, and I, I've always from day one considered Pipes Magazine to cover both. And so being part of the men's entertainment category, uh, that's how, in my mind, pipe babes fit in. You know, that's also that's why we have pipe cartoons too. You know, we we want to be fun and entertaining, as well as informative. You know, and I've been, I even I talk to uh, I talk to Greg Pease and Brian Levine on a regular basis. You know, several times a week, and occasionally, I, you know, I remind them. I say, you know, we're in the entertainment business. Be funny, and I think you know you can see that you know in in the you know what Brian does in the radio show and what uh, Greg does in his articles. Uh, there are lots of times that there's, you know, good, serious, you know, pipe and tobacco information being communicated, but there's other times that, you know, you'll get a couple chuckles here and there. Uh, you know, so we're, so we're in the entertainment business as part of what we do. Uh, now, you asked about the reaction to the pipe babes. It's pretty interesting. And, and, and the reason I mentioned the cigar site again and that we had cigar babes was because back then uh, I had a guy, Bob Tate, who helped me with the cigar site. So when I started Pipes Magazine, I recruited Bob uh, to help me uh, with, with the pipe site. And, and this is very early. We're still just, I'm still designing the site at the time. And I'm telling Bob that I'm getting ready to do some pipe babe photo shoots. And he warned me, uh, no, don't do that. You can't do that. Pipe guys are different than cigar guys, and they're going to be offended. Um, you know, the, uh, but the good part about being the boss is uh, I make the rules, and we did pipe babe shoots. Uh, but Bob was right about pipe guys being different than cigar guys. Uh, like when, when I'm at a, when I'm at pipe shows, a lot of times guys will come up to me, and they'll, they'll they'll almost whisper, "I really like the pipe babes. 
where do you find them? <laughs> Versus like if, if, I, if I was at a cigar show, it would be more like a guy yelling across the room, Yo, Gandhi, the cigar babes are awesome, dude. <laughs> you know, that's kind of it, you know. That's, that's so, interesting. Yes, that's the reaction. That's interesting to, to, to hear the different kinds of, of reaction, both positive but from, from two different communities and, and you know, how that's, how that's basically brought to you. That's, that's very funny. Yeah, in, in four years, I've received four emails from guys telling me they were offended by the pipe babes. Um, you know, and I just I tell them, well, okay, you don't have to look at them. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I wonder what they do when they go to the, the mall and walk past Victoria's Secret. You know, do they cover their eyes? <laughs> you know, you're, I know, you're I know. More I there do. Than you are on... I absolutely cover <laughs> my eyes. Uh, all right so one a year that's not you know that's not too bad that's that's pretty darn good i really honestly i expected uh uh more more guys and gals to say uh come on let's you know do we really have to 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 do this do we have to make it um into something like this but but it's you know you 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 decided to do something that in in my mind personally I would say is is a little bit on the daring side and say, you know what? I want to do this. I think this is a, a good idea. I think that people will enjoy this, and I'm the boss. I'm going to do it. And so you went out on a limb. Yeah. You did it. Good for you, man. I, I, I can appreciate that kind of uh, um, command, you know, and say this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. So Thanks. kudos. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm really enjoying the radio show. Tell me how uh, how did you get how did you and Brian get together on that? How did all that work out? Yeah, you know, I think this this might be another uh, uh, good interesting story too. Uh, you know, I got my initial experience with online radio back in uh, 2003 2004, uh, producing a, a weekly show that was sort of in the shock jock genre. Uh, and you know that that show doesn't exist anymore. But uh, you know, suffice it to say, I had a, I had a lot of fun doing it, and I gained some great experience. So, in uh, June of just this past year, I got the idea for doing uh, the Pipes Magazine radio show. And to to test the idea, I decided I would just call maybe two or three of my current advertisers to see what they think of it. And you know, I didn't want to you know put out a big uh, you know something in in public because if it if I was going to do it, I wanted it to be like this big surprise announcement when it was ready. So I didn't want to tip my hand. So I I started making a couple phone calls to current advertisers, and before I could even finish describing what I wanted to do, they would just blurt out, "I'm in." So I'm thinking, okay, looks like we're going to do this. Uh, and one of those phone calls was to uh, an ad agency uh, because. Uh, uh, at the time, the Stoke and B account was, uh, you know, mo- most most of my advertisers, I just I deal directly with the companies because, you know, they're uh, this is a, you know, even though the business is growing, it's mostly small businesses that, you know, you're just dealing with the business owner and not an ad agency. But in, in the case of Stoke and B, they they use uh, an ad agency, and I called Sandy Porter of the Porter Agency in in uh, North Carolina, who I've known for for many years, and. You know, when I was asking him what he thought about the idea for a radio show, I also asked him if he had any ideas of who would be a good host. And he immediately said, Brian Levine. And, and that was one of those, like, head-slapping moments where I think, duh, why didn't I think of that? I know Brian. And I, and I know that he's, like, he's witty, he's funny, and he has an encyclopedic knowledge of, you know, pipes and tobacco. He's been in the business, I think, for, like, 15 years. <clears throat> the perfect guy to host a show. Uh, but you know, but Sandy Porter gets credit for that one. 
you know, uh, so I, so I, I immediately, as soon as I hung up with Sandy, I called Brian, uh, and Brian said, you know, I was kind of thinking of doing something similar to that. Uh, so then also still that month later, later that month in June, uh, we met up at the uh, Kansas city pipe show. Brian and I discussed, uh, you know, show format strategy, uh, timing for the launch, and since we were just coming into summer, we decided, you know, that let's wait until the summer uh, recess is over for college uh, and launch it in September. So then that's what we did. We launched, uh, had our first show September 20th. Excellent. And, and it's 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 yeah. gone so well. And, uh, yeah, he is, you're right, he is a, a fantastic choice for that show. Uh, you know, just a very entertaining guy, but also he – you know, like you said, he's just got a ton of information because of the background that he's got and because he's been, you know, in work positions in so many different places with pipes, with tobacco. So, yeah, just a great guy to have on f- exactly for that. Yeah, and the show is going, uh, I mean, it's going great. Um, you know, with with the good re- reaction I got, you know, f- with my test phone calls, you know, I, I figured it would be good. But, uh, it, again, this is another thing that's uh, – beyond my expectations already we have we're getting uh 15,000 listeners a, a week which normally breaks down to some any uh somewhere around 500 listeners uh when we go live Thursday nights but then the week in between shows with all the downloads from iTunes and other places uh that's like a, that's uh, comes up to about a total of 15,000 in a week wow. uh, you know so with the with all those listeners and we have four uh regular advertisers uh, you know, that make it worth our effort to do a professionally produced show. So it's, it's, it's really, uh, you know, a lot of work goes into it, but it's like some of the most fun work I've ever done. That's fantastic. Where, uh, where new areas or new content are concerned, are there any future prospects you're looking into for the site that you can share? Um, as far as content goes, there's really only two areas we could expand into, uh, but we won't. You know, one, one would be print, uh, and the other would be to do more with video. You know, and even though we have, you know, a large market share, business is good and whatnot, uh, the, I don't think the market's big enough to support the high cost of print and professionally produced video and still, you know, make a reasonable profit. So, uh, so but uh, what we are working on, just actually just started working on today, uh, is in uh, some new content delivery methods to support uh, tablets like I- iPads uh, and and mobile devices. You know, I, I found looking at uh, talking about website stats, I found that currently 20% of our traffic comes from mobile. You know, and, and I've actually been resisting uh, that route uh, because even some of the biggest companies in publishing and social media, uh, you know, are having challenges monetizing mobile traffic. You know, and then there's also technical challenges, like getting all parts of the site to work. Like the first test we did, the article section uh, was working fine on mobile, but the forums weren't quite working right. You know, and even though pe- people told me about this app called uh, Tapatalk, that's an easy like plug and play to convert forums to a mobile version, it doesn't work with our software, so we have to write our own. You know, so 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 there's you know a lot of times for simple little things, you know. Uh, you can just—it's easy to talk about doing a, a mobile site or a tablet version, uh, but you know, lots and lots of work and boring details go into making those things happen. But you know, that's an area that pretty much you, you, we need to expand into. So, hopefully, within the next month or so, we'll have uh, uh, a responsive design done. So, when when you visit PipesMagazine.com, 
the site will actually be able to tell if you're on an iPad and give you the iPad version, or it'll be able to tell if you're on an iPhone or a Samsung Galaxy and give you that version, or if you're on your regular desktop browser, it'll give you the current version that we have today. Cool. That's uh, that's very good to hear that you're um, looking into those and working on expanding in those ways because that's that's definitely something that I could imagine um, your market is is wanting and and needing you know um if i'm sitting out there browsing on my phone as much content and as much varied content as you have um yeah it, it would definitely be um a good idea to be able to view that in its optimum setting you know that's fantastic mm-hmm. very good to hear so when you and i were hanging out at the Kansas City show uh, you were showing me some really interesting marketing numbers that were pulled from surveys that you've conducted. Could you go over just a few of those results that were really interesting to you? I mean, there was a, a ton of stuff that you and I looked over, um, but if if you have a, just a few that you could share with the audience, um, there's just so many different cool things that came out of those surveys. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's, it's a huge report. Uh, I think we had like over, I think we had almost 70 questions. Um, and I think we had, I forget what it was, a couple of thousand, few thousand people uh, respond. You know, so it's a huge report. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you one thing I thought was really interesting and good news. Uh, and it was just, it was the second survey question. Question number two asked, how long have you been smoking a pipe? Well, the number one answer was 30 years or more. That had the most responses with 28%. But here's what's interesting. The next the next three most popular responses were to how long you've been smoking a pipe, one to two years, three to four years, and less than a year. Those three combined were, were nearly 40% of the respondents. So that's another example, you know, of many that we published, uh, that the pipe hobby is gaining new entrants. You know, so that's good news. And there's a ton of really interesting stuff in there. Uh, to see the entire report, uh, just Google pipe smoker survey 2012 results. Make sure you put the word results in there. So it's Pipe Smoker Survey 2012 results. And that'll pull up, that'll go right to the PDF report that you can pull up. Very cool. And there's just there's just a ton of really interesting um, information in those surveys. What Are you going to be doing more of those? Uh, yeah, you know, we do them uh, every so often. Uh, actually, the first one I did was in 2010. So we skipped 2011, then we did the 2012 one. But I think now we'll, we'll probably do at least one a year, maybe even expand it into two a year. And how can listeners be part of that survey? Well, you know, the, the best way to make sure you don't miss out on it is <clears throat> make sure that you have a free membership to PipesMagazine.com. It's kind of, you know, I mean, we have, uh, I'm happy that we have somewhere around 6,000 registered members. But I'm also like amazed that like all these times I go to pipe shows and I see so many people and talk to so many people that don't actually have a free account on Pipes Magazine. When when you do have an account and we put a new survey up, I send out an email notification. Excellent. So listeners, go ahead and go to PipesMagazine.com. Go ahead and get your um, free membership there. And that way you can stay tuned to everything that Kevin's putting out there in the world over at Pipes Magazine. Um, based on reception you've read and from other media and, and, and resources, um, you know, we, we've been talking about how the pipe smoking 
community is kind of on this incline. What would you say as someone who is who's in the marketing realm? Um, what would you say it looks like as far as the future goes for pipe smoking? What kind of a what kind of numbers or or not even numbers, but what kind of an incline do you is this it? Like, do you do you see this plateauing in the next year or two, or do you see this as as possibly being something that just steadily climbs, or, or is it maybe a, a fad that we're going through? Um, I am starting to think that uh, it's hopefully not a fad. Um, you know, there's as far as the future of pipe smoking goes. Uh, you know, I, like like with most things, there's good news and there's bad news. Um, the, the good news is, um, you know, that we, we are definitely gaining more pipe smokers little by little, you know, each year, you know, for the first time in three decades, uh, you know, and, and what's also good about that is it, that creates more of a market demand for pipes and pipe tobacco, which then, you know, incentivizes pipe makers and tobacco blenders to make new products and offer new products. And, and you probably heard this yourself at uh, going to different pipe shows. Uh, there's been many times people have been mentioning that they feel that we're in a you know pipes and tobacco renaissance right now because there's never been so many choices uh, in pipes and pipe tobacco and so many high quality choices, um, you know. So, and, and I think that could you know just creates like a snowball effect. You know, the, the, there's there's more people coming into it, more products coming out to be offered, and I think it just keeps going in that direction, uh, you know, which is obviously a great thing. Um, but then on, on the other hand, you know, the, the, the biggest threat and also the most unpredictable threat, uh, you know, is always in the area of, you know, anti-tobacco, anti-smoking, you know, uh, laws and policies. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen there. You know, there's just there are just so many, you know, completely militant, brainwashed, fascist, propaganda monger, nanny state control freaks out there, you know, that want to force their own views and lifestyle choices on, on everybody else. You know, it's, it's scary at times, you know. They're, they're just, uh, you know, they blatantly, boldly tell some of the most humongous whoppers ever made up, and 90% of the population swallows them whole and, you know, and joins the mindless anti-tobacco zombie march. You know, yeah. so that's, that's you know, the, the threat. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's so crazy how much uh, the world has changed, but I have a great picture of Gerald Ford you know, sitting at his desk smoking his pipe, and um, you know, if if uh, maybe we could just have another president smoke a pipe, maybe that would maybe that would help us out a little bit. I think that's a great idea. You know, if if um, if maybe somebody uh, out there who can um, bend our president's ear a little bit, maybe they could offer him a pipe and get a couple shots of that, and maybe that would help. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's it is scary when when you've got folks out there who are uh, disseminating some pretty ridiculous stuff and getting other folks to believe that this is uh, some horrible thing that pipe smoking is in some way um, some horrible uh, crazy thing that we we shouldn't let children around it or or, or whatever. Hopefully, um, this upswing that we're seeing will will keep going. I think it's a great thing. I'm seeing so many more young people um, decide that this is a a good and interesting uh, hobby for them or lifestyle or whatever you'd like to call it. Where do you see PipesMagazine.com in five years from now? What are you, my banker? 
<laughs> uh, no, actually, thank God I don't have any bank loans because they'd probably ask me that and I'd have to make up something that sounds way better than I have no clue. Um, but, you know, I, I, I never thought we'd be where we are now. Uh, you know, I'm just actually totally amazed and, uh, you know, eternally grateful. Uh, you know, the, the, the last three years have been the most fun I've had, uh, you know, since I was in a band over the summer when I was 19 years old. Um, but, you know, five years from now, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's, re- it's hard to guess. Obviously, you know, you know, on the one hand, you know, the business model is very old school, but on the other hand, you know, we're also on the modern tech side as well. Uh, you know, and, and tech moves so fast, you know, that I think it's, it's almost obsolete at the five-year plan for tech companies, you know, that includes, you know, online, you know, digital and the mobile worlds that we cross into. Um, you know, so one, one of the tricks for me uh, is you know, trying to keep an eye on what's what's new coming down the road. You know, like what will, will the will the new latest greatest content delivery device uh, you know be a fad, or will it stick around for a while? Uh, you know, will the will will some new social media site uh, pop up and take over the world, or will it be a flash in the pan? You know, so it's kind of just one one of the business challenges for me is staying on top of what's going on, uh, you know, as far as content delivery and even, uh, you know, digital advertising is a whole, uh, industry, you know, and just, uh, watching what's happening there and just trying to try to keep up with the times, but also not, you know, run down the wrong path to something that's, you know, going to just be a flash in the pan. But, you know, hopefully five years from now, um, you know, I'll tell you, man, if if we're at 11,000 unique visitors per day right now on average, if that is the plateau and we can just stay there, I'll be so happy. And if it's double what it is now, I will be uh, totally just looking at the numbers in disbelief, but be happy about it. Um, do you, are you looking forward to sponsoring any kind of major events in the future? Uh, you know, that, uh, okay. In the immediate future, no, uh, you know, so I don't want to get anybody's hopes up on, you know, something. Uh, so in the immediate future, like something for this year, probably not. If, if something happens sometime this year, some event that uh, Pipes Magazine sponsors, uh, it will be a surprise. But, you know, so not really. It's, it's come up. There's, there's been some times in the past where uh, different people on the forums and on the site <clears throat> have brought it up. Um so I would I wouldn't say it's I it's 100% ruled out, um, but I haven't got to the point where uh, you know putting on a show. Ask asking the guys like uh, you know if you if you ask Craig Cobine who you know uh, is in charge of the Chicago show or the guys that, the Kansas City show or even you know Marty Pulvers the West Coast any any of the ask any of the guys that put on pipe shows how much work and effort goes into it and. You know, you'll you'll find out that it really is a labor of love, and it's it's just a ton, a ton of work that uh, I'm not sure I want to do yet. You know, what I'm thinking of is, you know, the way um, I don't know if you watch Ultimate Fighting, but it, the way Ultimate Fighting started out as a, a kind of small thing, and it had a grassroots following. You know, eventually UFC is now, you know, it's going to be, it's a huge, huge thing. And so that kind of that kind of growth, that kind of media growth that happened with that. Now, um, you know, maybe you can have something where um, there are pipe smoking contests 
um, live that are very similar to UFC where uh, uh, the loser dies or something like that. Um, maybe you can have – these are just ideas off the top of my head, Kevin, so you know, feel free to use them at any time. Uh, maybe you can sponsor a uh, some sort of uh, tobacco blending contest where, again, the loser dies in the end. I don't know. Something like that. Just think about it. <laughs> Can, can I can I pick who who the loser is going to be? <laughs> you know that's that happens behind closed doors, and I'm 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 sure there's some sort of trap door type thing. So, um, yeah. you know, once you get to be that kind of mega media conglomerate, absolutely, Kevin, you can you can certainly um, tell who, who you know who lives and who dies. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, Cigar Aficionado magazine, they put on, I think they do twice a year, one in Vegas, one in New York, a big event called, it's called The Big Smoke. And they have, uh, you know, their sponsors, the magazine advertisers come out, you know, all the different cigar manufacturers, accessory manufacturers, whatnot. They have, you know, it's almost set up kind of like a trade show, but then they also have seminars where they talk about blending and things like that. And, you know, who knows, maybe one day PipesMagazine.com will have The Big Puff. (laughs) (laughs) And if if anyone were to do that, um, I do think it would be you. So that's that's I like it. I like the sound of that. What are some of your favorite pipes in your regular rotation right now? Uh, well, you know, generally speaking, I I usually gravitate to you know to uh, traditional classic shapes. Um, I have I have several Dunhills. Uh, more recently, I discovered that I I love Kamoi pipes, even though I'll, right now I only have three. <clears throat> you know, so I really. For the most uh, for the most part, I like really you know classic traditional uh, shapes, uh, but every once in a while something uh, something very unique will you know catch my eye as well. Uh, I have I have one Ardor pipe that's uh, one of those magic pipes you hear about that you know no matter w- which tobacco you put in it it makes it taste better than it normally does in any other pipe. Um, I have a few Smitties from Edwards uh, Pipe and Tobacco in Tampa you know locally here. Uh, um, you know, but I have about 70 pipes, and I think I'm somewhere 60, 40 straight to bent. Um, you know, so I, and I, I like both, but uh, I discovered recently that I actually look better with a straight pipe. Oh, really? And is that yeah, I, is that from just you know seeing your seeing your image online and whatnot? Yeah, I actually did. A, a friend of mine here uh, locally in Tampa is a professional photographer. And uh, he actually asked me to do a photo shoot for him where I, I was actually the model. Um, and, and we did it as a trade because he's going he's gonna to shoot some other stuff that I need for the magazine. So, you know, so I modeled for him. And part of it was, you know, we, and we, we did it right in my place here. Uh, and, and he wanted me in a suit and tie. And we did several shots, uh, both with, with two different Dunhill pipes. One was a straight and one was a bent. And just me personally, when I look at the photos... Uh, the straight versus bent. I think I, I think I look much better with the straight pipe versus the bent. Now you, you said that you were in a suit and tie. Is that code for I was nude? <laughs> no, actually, it's the, the photo that I sent you uh, is, is is one is my favorite shot from that uh, from that photo shoot, and it's what I use for my avatar on the, in the forums too. So uh, when you go to grab. Let's say one of your favorite pipes in your regular rotation. Is it going to be? You said classic shapes. Does that mean a billiard is is it, or 
Do you lean towards something else? Uh, actually, yeah, most of them would be uh, billiards or, uh, yeah, I think most would be billiards, uh, sometimes Apple. Uh, I also like um, uh, poker shape. Um, but, yeah, mostly the traditional stuff. I'm trying to just trying to see them from across the room here. Um, but yeah, you usually, uh, yeah, I have some, you know, some apples, billiards, poker, uh, I like the Dublin shape also. What are some of your favorite tobaccos right now? You know, um, if you, if you looked at my, uh, tobacco collection, you, you'd be able to find a representation of every type of single, every single tobacco genre that exists, you know, even aromatics and Lakeland blends, uh, you know, because I have very, I have very eclectic tastes. I like a wide variety, but I do mostly, I, you know, I'll smoke, uh, Latakia blends in the winter, uh, in the summer, uh, I smoke more Virginia, Virginia Perique and Navy flakes, and I'll smoke, uh, Balkan style blends all year round. So that, that's why I smoke the most. Interesting. Um, you, you don't have a, a, a favorite of favorites, do you? Um, favorite of favorites. You know, it's every time I think I do, so then some new stuff comes out that, that becomes a new favorite. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Russ Willette and Greg Pease both write for the site. Uh, so I definitely want to, you know, plug their stuff. You know, uh, uh, every time I see Russ at a show, he's got some new uh, blend that he's come up with, and he's usually sometimes he's got two or three, and I always totally love at least one of them, if not all three of them. Greg, I'm, and, and I'm lucky that Greg actually, uh, I don't know if anybody's supposed to know this, but uh, when he's working on new blends, he occasionally sends me some stuff in secret before it's out. Uh, and he's got, you know, uh, the last few blends Greg's come out with, I've loved every one of them. You know, and people probably think I'm just saying that because, you know, because we're, because we're friends, but no, I mean, uh, so I would say, you know, GLPs, tobaccos, and, uh, the hearth and home, you know, from pipesandcigars.com, uh, that rust blends, uh, just great stuff. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, I like the Seattle pipe club blends as well. The oh, also the New York pipe club came out with some blends, uh, last year that are really good, uh, and then even from uh, McClelland, I'm actually really enjoying um, uh, two, two more friends of mine. You know, I mentioned Tad Gage uh, earlier. Uh, he has his uh, three, the Three Oaks uh, Syrian is awesome. And from Fred Hanna that McClelland makes is the, uh, the Wilderness Blend I've been enjoying immensely lately. Excellent. What do you like to do for fun? Well, you know, uh, luckily for me, you know, my, my, my business is a lot of fun, so I'm, I'm having fun all the time. But aside from uh, business, uh, I like to cook. Uh, I actually make my own dinner three to four nights a week. Uh, I love music. Uh, I, pl- I play guitar, bass, a little bit of keyboards and sing. Uh, I actually just last week got a new Fender Strat, uh, and I have a 30-year-old precision bass. Uh, I love to drive fast. I like to take my car to the track and drive like 120 miles an hour. What kind of car do you I, take I to did. the track and and drive that fast? <laughs> it's a it's a Mercedes uh, SLK 280. 
Uh, and actually, I've had it up to 140, but it gets a little scary at 140. I, I personally, I think it'd be a lot scary, much less than <laughs> that. But yeah, but it's it's really awesome. And I just and I also you know when I'm not cooking dinner at home, I, I love going to really nice restaurants. And and again, I'm lucky uh, living here in downtown St. Pete. In like a 10 minute walking radius, I can hit uh, you know 10 really good restaurants. Uh, and oh, and also, I am a subscription ticket holder to the local playhouse, which I can so it's close enough to walk to as well. So I'll go see a live play uh, almost every month. Wow, excellent! What a what a well-rounded guy you are, Kevin. <laughs> Tell me one thing about yourself people might not know about you, or maybe would have never guessed about you. Uh, let's see. I'll give you two. Uh, one. I'm a cat person, and two, at heart, I'm actually an introvert. Really? The, you're right. Both of those things definitely, definitely surprise me. Tell me about the cat being a cat person. <laughs> oh, you know, I, you know, I just um, long time ago, years ago, I like over 20 years ago, uh, uh, I had a you know a relationship, and you know, I, my girlfriend broke up with me, and she felt bad for me. So she got me actually not one cat, but two cats because at the time I was traveling a lot on business. So she figured if there were two cats, they would keep each other company while I was away on business. Um, and then I just found out that I thought that they were just like really cool. Uh, I think, I think if I was an animal, I would be a cat. And, th- and that probably ties into the, the introvert part as well. Cause like a cat, there's times that a cat will just be like, rubbing against you and purring and they just want to be loved and petted and caress. And there's other times the cats, you know, basically, you know, gives you the virtual finger, you know, right. <laughs> get away from me. Um, you know, there's, there's times that, uh, you know, I, I, I work for myself and I work from home. So there's times, uh, you know, I might have like two, two full days go by that I haven't like gone outside or seen or talked to anybody. And that's fine with me. And then there's other times I, you know, uh, I go out and bounce around all over downtown. Interesting. So, yeah, those are definitely two things I would not have ever known about you. So, Kevin, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and also uh, uh, smokingpipes.com, which is one of our uh, sponsors on the radio show and on the website, um, the Sykes, the owner of smokingpipes.com, his wife, Allison, is a huge cat person. Oh, and she's also from New Jersey like me. So it's funny, like when, I, when we're at shows, or I actually went to Smoking Pipes to their office uh, one time, and I actually end up talking to Allison more than Sykes because we're talking about cats the whole time. <laughs> Instead of me talking to Sykes about pipes and pipe tobacco. Do you still talk to that uh, ex-girlfriend of yours that gave you the cats? <laughs> no, I haven't. St- she's still in New Jersey, and I don't know, I think she's married and fat and old now. So- <laughs> <laughs> How old are your cats? Oh, I I don't have cats now. Now I don't have any. Uh, now I'm uh, just loving the uh, downtown uh, condo lifestyle and like to be uh, you know uh, footloose and fancy free. You need you need to go get a cat, Kevin. <laughs> I tell you I'm, what, I'm thinking about. Tell it. me, tell me when you get a cat. And we'll we'll do we'll do a, a quick little podcast just about the cat, and we'll put the cat's picture up. Okay, cool. Does that awesome. sound? Right, let's do that. 
I I'm not comfortable with you not having a cat. <laughs> Kevin, well, thank I gotta, you. I got a follow. I got a follow up uh, retort to that, but it's not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> Kevin, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule today to chat with me. I really appreciate it, buddy. Hey, my pleasure, Oli. I'm um, looking forward to hearing it online. Absolutely. I'm send really... it to all my friends, and I'm going to force all, every, all my friends to listen to it. Please do. Please do. <laughs> all right, buddy. It's It's been great to t- talk to you, and I really uh, I really dig what you're doing over there at PipesMagazine.com, all the listeners. If you haven't yet, you probably already have, but if you have not yet, please go to PipesMagazine.com right now. And sign up to uh, sub- subscribe to uh, Kevin's email list so that you can be in on those surveys, become a member. It's free. And um, check it out. I mean, there's forums, there's pipe babes, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Not to mention the advertising that is there is really cool advertising that you will be interested in like I am. So um, click through, buy some good stuff. Kevin, thanks again, buddy. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Oli. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. And that was my chat with Kevin Godby, founder of PipesMagazine.com. Go check them out, sign up for their email list, listen to Brian's excellent podcast. That comes out every Thursday night, by the way. Speaking of Brian, you know, he's the national sales manager for Brigham Pipes. Well, I took a little weekend trip down to my home state of Florida recently and got to soak up some of the lovely landscape down in the middle of the state where I'm from. Hontoon Island is literally down the road from where I grew up in Deland, Florida. And I took my oldest son, who's 10 now, and my nephew on a hike on the island. And we had a really great time. We got to see some pygmy rattlesnakes on the trail, um, a black snake, some really cool other um, flora and fauna. But anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed my Brigham Heritage Pipe while in that lovely bit of nature. If you haven't already, check out Brigham Pipes. I think you'll like what you find. I know I like mine a lot. This podcast was made possible by my friends over at PipesAndCigars.com. Go there now and enjoy the selection as much as the awesome customer service, and let them know I sent you. This is Oli for Oompal.com, wishing you very good luck trying to decide what avatar you'll choose when joining PipesMagazine.com's forums.